Hi, this is Dr. Rahman, and welcome to Black Women's Health. It's all about you, and we celebrate the Black woman. Welcome. I am glad to have you here. Let's talk. Welcome. I'm looking at a very interesting article. The article is by Tina Sachs, S-A-C-K-S, from the School of Social Welfare, University of California, Berkeley, Berkeley, California. This article was published in 2017. The title was Performing Black Womanhood, a Qualitative Study of Stereotypes and the Healthcare Encounter. This study is interesting in that she looks at an often neglected group of women, and that's black middle-class women. And in her article, she starts off by saying that the uh, Institute of Medicine published a study in 2002, and in that study, they acknowledged that there were differences in medical treatment, and it was looking at the unequal treatment and confronting racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare. Part of their conclusion was that there was a growing body of evidence that provider, <clears throat> provider bias was a significant driver in the inequalities um, in, in medical treatment that are seen, and that those who are disadvantaged are particularly vulnerable to bias and stereotyping. Uh, many of studies have documented that healthcare providers exhibit unconscious and unintentional bias towards members of marginalized groups, which ultimately leads to differences in medical treatment. So this was already accepted, that there were biases in treatment and that that was part of the explanation for the differences in health outcomes for white persons versus black persons. But then what was interesting is that these biases were not just based on economics. When you looked at black and white, same economic, whites always tended to have better health outcomes. And so the study done by Ms. Sachs involved a questionnaire of black middle-class women to find out whether they felt as though they were being stereotyped. Um, and her premise was that these women um, were, and she conducted it at an interview to look at um, specifically these these um, stereotypes. So again, the women that were being evaluated were black middle-class women who were not burdened by poverty. And whether these women were receiving inadequate treatment based on stereotypes. So what are some of the stereotypes that black women experience in the healthcare system? Well, they're usually negative 
and the negative stereotypes have to do with um, being a black, angry woman, being a mammy, being a welfare queen, or being a prostitute. These are the typical stereotypes given to black women in the U.S., and, and none of them, none of them are, are positive. So with this, uh, with this study, she basically interviewed a number of black women and basically asked them about their experience. And what they found is that black women were very conscious that they had to present themselves um, in a certain way in order to get what they perceived was good care. And let me, let me say that again. Based on the interview with middle-class black women, their impression was that they had to present themselves in a certain way in order to ensure um, what they believed was um, what they believed was good health care. If you're wondering what she defined as being middle class was um, a woman who had a advanced educational degree, something beyond a bachelor's degree, a woman who um, had her own profession, a woman who made uh, over $50,000 a year. Women were recruited for this study and um, the following conclusions were, one, um, often a woman felt that she had to dress the part in order for the healthcare provider and those in the office to perceive that she, um, that she was of a higher economic class. One woman was quoted as saying that, um, she was always told by her mother that they should always look nice and clean when they go to the office and that first impressions um, were critical. The other impression was that if you didn't appear as though you had money, then um, they didn't take your health concerns as seriously. Uh, quote, I was told never to go to the doctor looking worn down and torn down, to always come together. But you think if I took the time to get myself together, I wasn't as sick. My mother told me to always have something together. The other thing is that um, black women felt, and again, these are middle-class black women, who not only felt not who not only felt that they needed to dress the part, but they also felt that they needed to demonstrate to the healthcare provider that they were aware and had researched their health condition. Again, this is another quote. I think that they first look at me as being inferior because of my gender. I think they look at me for being even more inferior because of my race. I think a lot of people get surprised when they finally start talking to them and they realize that, that you are intelligent, you are articulate, you work hard to communicate accurately. 
I think they also get surprised when you demonstrate that you are also a person. You get to click, you got to click in order for them to understand that, hey, I'm not chopped liver here. But I think that unfortunately, the onus is on the patient to be aggressive. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? Quote, unquote. Again, there was a need to look the part, to speak the part, and that often meant being able to talk about your health condition in a medically intelligible and efficient manner. And that the onus was that if you did not do this, and that's the difference between the white and black inequality, that you weren't given the benefit of the doubt as the black person. The study goes on to say that these, these differences in, in the provision of health care um, weren't just individual, but it was a systematic, institutionalized acceptance and stereotyping and dehumanization of women that, that, that happens across the board. Uh, and it's not just a one-on-one situation and that eradication of this will not involve just talking to one provider, but looking at our whole institutionalized healthcare system and making a conscious effort to um, empower those that are of racial and gender minorities, and also to get to a point where black women, regardless of their class, will feel that they are receiving adequate care. Um, there is a um, greater sensitivity. There is a ne- greater need to have this research further. And so I found this very interesting. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering what what black middle class women feel today. This was published. Um, again, this was published in 2017. We're almost in 2020. Um, not that long ago, um, but wondering, do, do women feel that there's an improvement, um, especially black middle-class women? Are all we just automatically assumed to be poor and unintelligent and inarticulate and not able to understand what is happening to us? And do we have to go through extraordinary efforts in order to be heard or how does how does one navigate through the healthcare system if they are a middle class black woman what are some of the strategies used today in order to ensure adequate health care and how do you know and how do you perceive that you are receiving adequate health care these are just interesting topics um, this is a fascinating article You don't see studies like this often, and so you have to wonder if it's not being addressed, what is happening? What is actually happening in that patient-provider interaction? This is Dr. Rahman, and I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to hearing your responses. I look forward to your feedback. Please let me know what you think. Take care. Thank you.
So this is Dr. Rahman saying it's been a pleasure speaking to you and I look forward to talking with you real soon. Until then, be well, be healthy, and enjoy life. Thank you.